The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game mm-hmm. and the official chip and dip. Chip and the dip mm-hmm. of Talking Cowboys. My carbs for the day. Yes, all the carbs. You've been doing a good job, by the way. You're looking sleek. You're looking fantastic in this velvet. It's not velvet. Is no. it Velcro? No. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, was just joking. <laughs> I don't even know what kind of what kind of uh, jacket that is. It's alpaca. No, it's oh, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everybody's looking nice and buttoned up today. We've got TV shows and we've got brunch. Is that what that is? Yeah. That's what you told me. Yeah, I'm just taking somebody mom to brunch. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I like it. I think it looks spazzy back there. Spizzy, spizzy, whatever the, the. I got you, dog. I don't know what it is, but. Glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback. We've got Chris Beam in the back. No Rob Phillips again for the second straight day. But do not worry. Don't fret. Rob Phillips is back tomorrow. So we will have a Say It With Your Chest Friday with all four quarters of Talking Cowboys. Thank you, Chris. That's the perfect way to summarize not having Rob Phillips. But we do have Isaiah in the Rob P. Island chair Mm -hmm. trying to get close to greatness. Try my best, man. Try my best. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. Good? Good. How about about even better after yesterday's practice report for the Cowboys? Mm. Felt pretty good about that, right? Mm. Getting Randy Gregory, Neville Gallimore back on the practice field. Kind of what we had anticipated. But at the same time, you also didn't have any Tony Pollard out there. Oh, no. Uh-oh. That's one thing. I, I was really happy to hear about no one COVID listed. That's another huge win. <laughs> Mike McCarthy back in the building. Yeah. As of, he even joked around yesterday as of 12.01 a.m. today, which would have been a minute after midnight. And that's that's huge. So everybody's off the COVID list. Right. Everybody's good at the moment. Knock on wood. Where's that wood? We got to knock is. on it. But – that's that is that's a huge key to to having everyone back. Do you feel like that's an added boost to this team of having just regalvanizing the coaching staff and kind of getting back to your roles? Health in general, health in general. But you know, it's it's amazing how you go through a season having to check who's on the injury report um, and the COVID report. That's the biggest thing. I mean, we didn't have our coach, our head coach, last game, and just to hear that he's back in the building. I think in Philbin and other assistants. You know, although we have more. More coaches on the staff than any other team. Um, obviously, just having guys back healthy is going to be a boost for this team, I believe. How much is that a boost for guys, not even just the players and, and looking around and seeing their coaches back, which is obviously going to be a confidence level that's higher than it was without those guys, but really for the coaches that had to do two, three, four jobs at a time. <laughs> I mean, you talk about the, the guys who had to fill in for the head coach. Dan Quinn, of course. You talk about the offensive line coaches and having uh, Wells jump over to from the tight end spot to coach the offensive line. How much of a relief is that? I don't know how much I don't know how much of a relief it is. I think those guys, honestly, they're competitors, so they look forward to those opportunities too. They don't look forward to the situation presenting itself. But once it does, you know, they're not going to back down from it. Uh, I think every coach on this staff looks for opportunities to try to 
expand and kind of prove to themselves what they are and what their capabilities are. So whenever those type of situations present or you know, rear their head, you know, I think those guys step up, um, you know, willingly. Um, but I am now concerned with their backfield. Mm. The heck's going on there? You, you know, talk about running back? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? TP doesn't go to practice, you know, and doesn't practice. He's over there with Britt and those guys. And then we sign somebody else. So we have Clement already. Mm-hmm. What is this an indication of? That's so my question. There, yeah, that was the that's the three things that you can talk about when you, it comes to the running back position. Is One, Ezekiel Elliott, despite the knee concerns, is one, practicing. Two, they actually got a really good report on Zeke and said that his, his knee injury – at the moment, will not require any off-season surgery, which is huge to say that it's healing up and it's looking better. And so that's a positive spin. But then a not-so-positive spin, Tony Pollard dealing with a foot injury, spent time off the practice field yesterday, was with the athletic trainers and on the bands with Britt Brown and company and trying to get back and ready to go. So the Cowboys are anticipating both of those guys playing. Mm. But then they go out and sign Ito Smith, a 5'9", 195-pound, very scat-back type of player. He's actually went to Southern Miss and is pretty good little back, but he's been around the league for quite some time. They go out and get him veteran. So is that an indication that there maybe isn't a chance that those two guys play on Saturday? And I guess asking you, when you have you bring in guys to the practice squad midseason, it's just – you know, obviously shoring up the position in a way uh, if all else fails. But I don't think that this time to take the glass off the panic button. Am I am I just too am I just too laid back about it? Because <laughs> we've gone through situations throughout the week where Ezekiel Elliott has been hurt and been on the uh, bands with Brett. Uh, and maybe we're going through the same thing with Tony Pollard. I watched the game just trying to find when he actually hurt. Uh, his foot, I couldn't find it because yeah. the last thing I saw, Tony Pollard was running by somebody and they didn't even have him in an angle. So, <laughs> so wow, I don't know. Down the sideline. Yeah, you know, so I'm just evaluating that just to see exactly what it is. But obviously it's enough to keep him out of practice. But if they feel like he's going to be healthy and ready to go against Washington, then hell, who am I to panic? I wouldn't say panic mode, but you know, you, you don't you don't panic with your finances, but you prepare for for a worst case scenario, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is what an indication of that. I don't think this is something that you can ignore. They have running backs on their roster. You know, they have Zeke, they have Pollard, they have Clements, right? They, so they have some guys on their roster already. So to bring somebody else now from the crib and put him on your practice squad, now you're prepping him for the just in case, right? Obviously, Zeke has not been healthy. I don't care what nobody says. Zeke has not been healthy. He's been playing through it, mm-hmm. right? But he has not been healthy. Therefore, he has not been Zeke or even a reflection of what Zeke has been. So we know Zeke is injured, but he's not missing practice time, right? Yeah. Then we have TP, who actually is now missing practice time, and he didn't appear to be injured at all. Being that it's a foot injury, we don't know the complexity of the injury, but being that it's a foot, trust me, I've blown my foot out before. I know about those. Mm. It takes one bad cut. One bad cut for whatever he may be dealing with, and it's now inflamed. Because it's a foot, right? So you got Zeke, who's not healthy, but playing through it. He said he already has a quote on there saying, you have to drag me off the field. Well, mm-hmm. we hope we don't get to that point. And then you have his guy that has a change of pace back, who is his fill-in, TP, who's now missing time, and who has possibly an injury that could, requires one bad cut. That even, not even a non-contact potential injury can re- remove him off the field. And now you're possibly down to Clement and now the Edo that you just brought out to the roster. So not panicking, but have your antennas up. <laughs> you got you got your concerns. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say because I mean, how thin do you look at this running back position now as opposed to what you had maybe going into training camp? You thought you had Rico Dowdle back behind Pollard and Zeke. You had Shaywo Alana Lua back there yeah. as well. Both of those guys had 
great training camps up until the point where they got injured. So now you you have to go to the Corey Clement side, who's played a, a decent amount of time on special teams, and he's been a nice little fill-in. I Without those two guys, though, you feel severely limited in your run game. You know, I think going back to the interview uh, from 105.3, the fan mm-hmm. uh, and Jerry Jones was uh, speaking and talking about Zeke being the glue of this team. I really would. And, and I was excited about that, Kyle, because, you know, we do interviews with coaches, college coaches, football coaches, uh, yeah. high school coaches. And one of my main questions is, who's your glue guy? Who's your guy? Who's your guy? Who's the glue guy? And, and, and I ask that question because I feel like when you have a glue guy that's a uniter, that is the guy that everybody looks to for leadership, and he's the one that's putting it on the line, and there's been so much being talked about, about Zeke and this injury, but at the same, him being injured, but playing through that, I think that catapults your whole team, that everybody's nicked, and you talked about it during this time of the season, everybody's a little hurt. Hurt, right? Uh, but guys are playing through things because our main guy, the guy that leads us, is playing through it. You yeah. know, and well, I'll take a, I'll take a one out of page out of uh, the great Nate Newton. And Nate said, you know, if he could stand, if a mule could stand, he'll work. Right? He's like a mule. And he was talking about Emmitt Smith uh, in the the game versus New York Giants to to seal home field advantage where he completely sublocked his his well his shoulder was out of place yeah. right and so you he's a hero around here because of the way that he played in that game for some reason, Zeke and his toughness is viewed and looked at completely differently. But he's playing through it. It's not a tear. It's not something he's going to have to have surgery on at the end of the year. So obviously, the 10-day rest that they got, I think that he's going to be a, a lot better. But I also feel as though this should be his time of the year. We want him, obviously, to be healthier. I don't want him to play, obviously, if he's injured. But these are the things that get guys the glory that they want. If you're not contributing, then that's a whole other thing. But yeah. just to say, hey, man, you need to sit and go away, you know, and I'm not saying that anybody here is saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying particularly Zeke and his toughness and him saying that, hey, you're going to have to drag me off. Oh, yeah. That sends a message to everybody that, look, man, I'm in it. And, and I don't think there's anybody is questioning his toughness. I don't think that anybody's questioning his toughness nor his ability to produce when healthy. But the reality is he's not healthy. And he's not productive in the running game right now because of his because of this knee injury. Whatever he has sustained, it's affecting his ability to run efficiently. I don't think there's any question marks around that. But can I ask you this? Yep. With the offensive line, and we've seen the, the, the musical chairs that we played up front in the offensive line, do you think that, and even coming from last year and the way that teams have been pretty much daring Dak to throw the ball yeah. into these seven, eight-man boxes. Do you think any of those things have anything to do with his production? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, obviously, the offensive line always plays a part in any running back's production, unless you're Barry Sanders. <laughs> but but his, what we saw last week, we can just go to what we saw last week. The holes that were there, even the times that he got through the holes, that was a, I don't know what, that was a, a fraction of what Zeke is. He was limping. He was he was gimpy. He was slow. He had no acceleration. And he could be a dog. He could be. A, he is all those things. He's a dog. He's a physical specimen. He has mental, you know, fortitude. He's he's gonna grind it out. He's gonna be your leader. He's all those things. But that doesn't make you a productive running back on the field. And I don't think that. The, the, he, that he is that right now, simply because of his hindrance with his injury. Mm-hmm. Now you 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 uh, you pair that up with the fact that now Pollard has something that he's dealing right. with, and now that worries me. Mm-hmm. That worries me because now even when Zeke's not even, Zeke was reverted, was reverted to a third down back, it's simply in there just to block exactly because his ability to be able to, to to diagnose the defense what they have going on and be able to negate uh, some kind of a factor that they are they're, they're imposing on Dak. So that's why he was really out there. Mm-hmm. As a threat, 
and also his ability to keep people off Dak's back. He can do that all day long, but he's not toting the ball. So if you take Zeke out the running game, the running game, and you take Pollard out the running game, if an injury occurs, if this thing gets worse or whatever it has, flares back up, now you really don't have a running game that we're already struggling with, with those guys in the picture. And, and I know you're going you're gonna to go forward with the matchups and everything in, in, this, in this game. So I like this conversation, though, because I think it is a concern because at, at some point, in the last couple of weeks when Zeke hasn't looked like Zeke, you at least had the to the fallback of saying, Tony Pollard's here. Tony Pollard's going to take this yep. rock, and he's going to have a 58-yard touchdown run that opened up the game completely for your offense. So there is that concern. But I agree with you in the fact that I think there's a lot of the wrong idea, the wrong perception of Ezekiel Elliott by playing through this because mm-hmm. he is that glue guy, yeah. because he is the guy. And, and going back to the conversations that you and I have with these college and high school coaches, for the most part, it's either an offensive lineman, yeah. it's a quarterback, right. it's never the tailback. It is almost never the, the halfback. There are a couple exceptions, of course, but Zeke is that guy, and he's been that glue guy for a couple of years now, and I think Mike McCarthy knows that. I think Amari Cooper's another one of those guys that this year, early in the year, we heard him talk about saying, in order to be the best, and I want to be the best, I have to be on the field. I have to be healthy. I have to play through whatever's nicking at me. I think Zeke probably picked up a little bit of that, too. He knows that, hey, I can help this team when I'm on the field, and especially now with Tony Pollard out, he's going to have to help the team out. And hopefully this 10 days does do that. And I I think it also, for Cowboy Nation, a lot of people are looking at what's going on with the running game, but then you look at where the running game ranks in the NFL, and I believe it's still still a top 10 running game. And so uh, it's hard to panic when you look at the numbers and you see it. But then if I told you that running in general in the league was down without actually looking at a stat, I'm sure you would believe me because of the way that teams are throwing the ball. And the league has changed, right? So, again, you guys know I'm not a big stat guy by any means. But this team, I don't care how many receivers we get, I don't care what we have at the quarterback position, this team – is revolves around the ground game. And most offenses do. There's very few that just can just light you up uh, with the air raid offense, okay? So Dallas's inability to run the ball has affected their ability to win ball games. That is a fact. That's a fact. Over the last five games or so. Yeah, I mean, which were they, they lost three of four at one point in time, right? Yep. So that is a fact. This team needs to be able to run the ball. Now, can Dak throw the ball 50 times? We've seen it happen. Yes, he can throw the ball 50 times. Does he have the receivers out there? Absolutely. Is that an effective way to win ball games with this team? No. So at the end of the day, regardless of what we can do around these issues that we're having sustaining, you have to create a ground game. And if you don't have a ground game and your, and your opponents do, you're going to be in trouble. You're limited. I mean, it goes back to the six-game win streak when everything was going right. What was the thing that was leading the way? The it was running the, game. The ground game. But let me ask you this. You know, obviously, and I've already asked this question and pointed to the injuries and everything that we had, but also you're going up against professionals here. And def- defensive coordinators are not going to allow you to get away with things what that you, you want to yeah, do. Yeah, once we see that, okay, you bring in Conor McGovern as a fullback, okay, we know where you're going with this. You know, and so teams have adjusted. Regardless of Vic mm-hmm. Vangio's claim that he came up with the, the recipe of the, the blueprint to beat you, you've seen teams make the adjustment. I think that adjustment started versus the Patriots. Mm-hmm. The Patriots were one of the first teams to say, we're going to crowd the line of scrimmage, we're going to body you on the outside, and we're going to dare Dak to find it. And hell, walk-off home run, you know, uh, in overtime is what he's shown. 
since the injury, since then, since the, the musical chairs at the offensive line position, you've seen our offense not be able to generate that kind of uh, rushing. Um, and it's because teams are just, again, crowding the line of scrimmage, and we don't have that take a drink, continuity at the offensive line that's been plaguing us. I think we get back to that. I think you have to, because you just pointed out, if you go up against a team that has a running game and you don't, what can they do? They can sustain drives, they can milk the clock, and if you do three, if you have a three and out, you're just putting your defense out there to drive. Yeah, it's, it's a bad situation, and I'm, I'm going to double down on the fact that, you know, I think Jerry Jones gave Dak a, a scapegoat. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to call a spade a spade. I think he gave him a scapegoat the other day when he said that it was the receivers that were running their route oh, shorts and all that jazz. come on. Didn't like it. Didn't like Sam. the comment. Didn't like it at all. Didn't like it at all. I did, did not like that You feel like he threw, he threw the receivers under the bus? I feel like he threw the receivers under the bus, and he gave – Gave Dak an exit, and this is a former quarterback and yeah, wide an receiver. The reality right. is, this. the reality is, <laughs> since since Dak's injury to yeah. his calf, his his mechanics have been off. The, there are pockets that Dak is not stepping up into. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of balls that he's throwing off his back leg. His form is bad. His delivery is bad. Yeah. His accuracy is not there. So, all these things you pair that up with, and, not, and that's something that he can correct. Right? He can correct that. Out yeah, here. that's I, all fixable. That's all fixable out here in the practice field. But he yeah. has to show it. Right, he has to show it. He has to take it from the practice field or from his mind and, and make it physical into the actual game. You pair those bad mechanics up; they reflect in they, they, those bad mechanics reflect in a two out of thirteen on third down. Yeah. Right, and then you pair that up with the inability to have a ground game and injured running backs. It's a bad combination. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm You're saying. You're not saying Dak Prescott has been playing poorly. You're saying his mechanics his are mechanics off. His mechanics are putting just, just a little yeah, bit off. He has to sure him up. Because there are times when Dak Prescott, especially in that Saints game, were making just the oh, perfect he threw throw. some dimes now. Threw Absolutely. Just dots to yeah. his receivers. But there were other times, like you said, that missed wide open guys and missed first down opportunities and multiple things of the uh, of the sort and actually we're looking at there's a monitor in here with NFL Network and it's got Jerry Jones says why Cowboys wide yeah, receivers like need that. to run better <laughs> routes. Didn't so like how about that for timing? <laughs> but what like about that. I mean and, and even this week, you know, you heard C D Lamb in an interview talk about that fourth down play where yeah. he was supposed to be a little bit more shallow or more to the outside where the ball would, would land to him and it, they would have had success. But he threw himself on the sword and said I didn't. I misheard what was going on, and then at the, and then in the same breath, for the last those five game stretches that you're talking about, we're playing without key guys at positions, whether it be the concussion yep. or whether it be COVID mm-hmm. uh, for Amari Cooper, uh, and guys taking reps that they wouldn't necessarily be taking. Okay. I, I think Cedric Wilson, all of these guys, Noah Brown, would also with the amount of reps that they got, they're not used to that. Again, no excuses for that. Mm-hmm. All right, because you get enough practice and you get enough reps to. Be be able to shore those things up. But just going back to what you said about Dak, Dak came into the league as a fourth-round draft pick, and everybody, when I watched him in Mississippi State, I thought he was just dynamic as a runner, and he still could throw the ball. But the mechanics were never there. Those were things that he had to acquire over his career. And sometimes, especially when you're hurting, and again, this sounds like an excuse for me, uh, for Dak, that when you're dealing with an injury, sometimes your mechanics, they suffer. Either be with the the calf Mm -hmm. injury or whatever it is. I think he He's played cleanly enough throughout his uh, throughout his career that we, un- that I, at least I believe, that he can still make all the throws. And oh, if yeah. he and if he can actually get back to being mechanically sound, like you're talking about, then we're talking about the number, and we're obviously talking about the quarterback that has the number one offense in yeah, the league. Yeah, hey, it's still hey. the number one. <laughs> I, I will not dispute the, the ifs and the, and, the, and the what ifs, right? Right but, on. If, but you and I both know if if was a fifth, it, we'd be drunk in here. <laughs> exactly. So he has to do it. 
he has to do it. And he's fully capable of doing it. Right on. But he has to get back to doing it. If we want to have any opportunity of talking about playoffs and NFC East, championship, all that stuff, you have to be more effective at that position. Gotcha. We have to be able to run the ball effectively with healthy backs, right? And you got to improve upon your third down. Both of those things have a part in that number True because indeed. you're not going to go any further than hopefully even the first round if that if that continues. I love the amount of like coaching cliches that are used on this show and that shows that we've been around coaches for a long time. <laughs> Yesterday it was hope is not a strategy today is if 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 we're, th- we're a fifth and that's, it, some, that's some hood stuff right there. <laughs> 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 that, ain't that ain't straight up <laughs> oh goodness all right let's take our first break when we come back who could this offense be exposed by from the washington football team we continue previewing cowboys offense versus washington defense when we return with more talking cowboys There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T... Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay and apply right now at jobs at caliber.com. That is jobs at caliber.com. Oh, you're not far off from freaking Rob. Yeah, I know. Bro, what you I've got the library I've cards in there? <laughs> I've hidden in the back. I've still got my like student ID. You still got your dare card? In I've got there? my my go-kart <laughs> VIP member. No, don't make. Look, here's the thing. Let's not make. Bro, does that have a flip? It's look. It's actually like a go kart VIP. Do they have like a flip up portion? Yeah, it does. It's got my ID on it. Like a whole nother my ID picture. Don't show the camera. That wouldn't be good. That. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's a three ring. Yeah, it's got like three different things to it. He's got a lot of punch no, cards. I mean, that's a three ring I eat a lot of tacos. That's, that's the that thing, is. man. You're a Boy Scout. You're prepared. Like you got. <laughs> you have a band aid yeah. in there somewhere. Yeah. 
There's some, there's a there's a light, no. a way to make a campfire. Not, in, not there. in there, but in the in the truck. I you do. Know I know you do. Yeah. We, have, we have these things called cell phones. It's the new digital age. It's kind of crazy. You can put a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Right on there. You I don't, don't trust, trust it. it. You don't trust it. No. He old school. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't See? trust it. He on I've his been, way. I mean, how many things before. are laminated in there right now? Laminated? How many laminated cars? Do you have? I don't think I have any. Uh, hey, maybe one. Christmas list? <laughs> no, I don't have any laminated things. What? I've also got like one of those little tile things because I lose my wallet all the time. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So you know, wow, yeah. just lose it's the ongoing joke. Leaving stadiums that I. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and Heckman will walk out of a stadium. Heckman will be like, "You got your wallet? You got your just, keys? Oh, got your man. phone? <laughs> got it all?" What, that's what it is. That's how it goes. All right. Glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. And we were just talking about the Cowboys offense and the Washington defense, if you're just joining us. And wanted to ask you this question about the Washington football team. This is a defense that's been playing really well over the last four weeks. You talk about a complete turnaround. And five of their first six games of the year, they had allowed at least 29 points. At least. For the most part, it was up over 30. Yeah. Five of their first they six. They were horrible. They were not good <laughs> at all. And then they turn around, and even without some of their key pieces, like a Chase Young, especially off the edge, a, a top pick in the draft a couple years ago, and, and Ohio State Buckeye edge rusher that is one of the young stars in the league, he's out for the season with a torn ACL. So, with that being said, they shouldn't be as good, right? Wrong. They've been really good the last four weeks and have really turned it around since the bye week. Huge credit to Ron Rivera and company to getting to that point. But, Isaiah, when you look at this defense and you see some of the ways that they could expose the Cowboys' offense, which one's the number one way that they could do that? Just their defensive front. I mean, they're, they're missing some guys. They're definitely missing some guys, but they, they're, they're still pretty pretty stout up front. They're, no Montez Sweat because he's on the COVID list. No Montez. Yep. They, uh, who else are they missing up there? Um... Yeah, I don't it's know. really about it, honestly. Yeah, that's really about They've it. They've got everybody I mean, else. They still got Big John Allen in there. Um, they got you know Holcomb at linebacker does a great job for them. They they are they're 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 pretty strong. They're they're strong at the point of contact, and that's these guys are I think they're third in the league right now in terms of uh, yards rushing allowed, ninety ninety one yards something like that. Yes. So um, these guys are not allowing you to run the ball, which doesn't necessarily bode well for, for us that right whole now. conversation we just had. Yeah, the whole conversation. Yep. We just had. <laughs> uh, but at that, at that same token, these guys are thirtieth in the league in terms of yards allowed in the air. So uh, it's something that we can definitely exploit in that regard. But you know, running running the ball, as we just talked about, it's it's a, it's essential to the success of the Dallas Cowboys. Can they win without it? Yes. That's not the way in which you want to approach this game. Well, Deron Payne has been a pain uh, for us, and he's been over the top of Connor Williams for a lot of these matchups that we had last year, mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. I think now that we've gone with Connor McGovern, I'm excited to see how this matchup goes. Mm-hmm. And last year when we played them, and, and just I have to talk about this, a lot of people talk about the uh, when Dalton Schultz was pounded. Uh, yep. on the carpet and, and no one said anything about or our team didn't uh, retaliate didn't basically respond. didn't respond Him at all Andy, Andy Dalton as well both of them in that game uh, that's what I was I was, I was yeah. trying to Andy Dalton was <laughs> I said Dalton Schultz <laughs> uh, Andy Dalton that's the play that to me I think was 
sealed 2020 altogether. But I think there was another play in that game that I that really showed me, oh, that the Washington football team, they playing for blood, and we out here joking around. And that was when uh, linebacker Cole Holcomb came on the blitz and met Ezekiel Elliott in the A-gap, and it was – that's the first time I'd ever seen Zeke actually – take like a molly whopping and that was what it was and um it was he wasn't trying to get to the quarterback it was specifically about punishing Zeke disrespect it it was disrespect and we have to return that man we have got to go to DC and get our lick back because they physically impose their will on us and so when we talk about them being third or fourth or whatever it is in as far as rushing is concerned it's going to be important for us and I know there's a lot that's been said about getting to the outside we see the speed with Tony Pollard and hopefully he's able to go uh, this week but I think it's going to be very important that we establish in the trenches line of scrimmage tackle to tackle a running game it's just it's got to be against this front instead of trying to run to the outside because they are tops uh, in next gen stats Mm -hmm. at runs that go Go to the outside. So concentrating on the inside is going to be important. And also, I just feel like Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup can be very impactful in this game because with their cornerbacks being spread all over with CD and also with Amari Cooper, he's going to have some one-on-one looks. That that stat that you you just mentioned about going out outside and running outside the hash marks, negative seventy yards on or. Uh, unexpected against expected and that's third best in the league I think uh, for the Washington football team defense so they want to let you do what we've been talking about <laughs> wanting to do right. we've been wanting to get to the outside and not have to challenge a box straight up that has seven eight men in it instead you wanted to get to the edge think again don't do it because yeah. it's not going to happen against this team I, and I know I know Hagman's confidence level of this game is 100 I know we're not telling you tomorrow yet but I know his confidence is 100 it's a if Tostitos we, it's a Tostitos hundo <laughs> if we don't if we don't if the Dallas Cowboys don't run for 100 what is what percentage is that that confidence drop to uh it doesn't doesn't so you stay 100 regardless it, it 100, 100 yards on the ground and the, and the reason why it doesn't is because I think that Washington is foolish enough to continue to try and blitz and put pressure on Dak mm. and Dak has succeeded in the short throws okay. yep. and we saw that against the Saints with getting the ball to the outside I with do. CD yeah. and those that's where a lot of our big plays came from from Yak mm-hmm. and so with them trying to still present that pressure and they've had success doing it against some of the best in the league so far so I think they're going to do that and, and Dak is number one uh, number two in the league in QPR on quick throws. Yep. And so I, that's and they suffer uh, with the quick passing. So when you talk about when you talk about the running game and, and you've you've alluded to I've heard you allude to this before that sometimes those short passes can double as a run. Mm-hmm. And so that's why that's why I don't panic. But if you're Ron Rivera and you know that Dallas is struggling running the ball and you know that they want to get the ball out quick, do you not adjust and make sure that you pressure guys up? Right, and so it really comes down to how much time does Dak have now to drop back and throw to receivers that could potentially beat their DBs. So do you do you eliminate that if you're Ron Rivera? Do you eliminate that aspect of the game? And, and just like we just talked about, Dak. That's the, but that's the chess match yeah. that, that's yeah. going to happen uh, between Kellen Moore and Ron Rivera. And I'm, I look forward to it because that's the same thing. that That's the way the teams have been playing us over the last couple of weeks. And that's why you see – that's why you're talking about Dak yeah. making those throws in those small window spaces. And we saw him make a throw like that that everybody's been talking about for yeah. the last week, the throw that he made to CD on wow. the hash mark with Lattimore on mm-hmm. him. So those are throws he's going to have to continue to make. Yep. He's going to have to continue to do those things. He's going to have to continue to throw guys – open uh and so like I 
I personally see like guys like James Smith, Smith Williams on the edge uh, being a threat uh, for us. I also, you know, they have a guy uh, Two Hill uh, that all, Jonathan Allen. Mm. These are big people, yep. but. At some point, our offensive line, as you talk about our running game and going into playoffs, how we're going to have any success is trying to establish the line of scrimmage. This is particularly important for a squad that you're going to see uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got, hey, you got to implement and initiate these guys right now. Jonathan Allen could very easily have a Chris Jones type of game. Yes, he could. Very easily taking over. So just because Montez Sweat and Chase Young aren't on that defensive line, don't think that that Washington defense, that Washington front seven, is not going to get any extra pressure on That you. is a gift with Sweat. Hopefully, pray that he's okay. Sure. And all that jazz, but Jesus, that is a huge Huge. It was gift. probably a sigh of relief for yeah. a matchup standpoint yeah. for Cowboys out there. But kind of going back to what, what Heckman was talking about about blitzing and Washington being very blitz happy. Washington has blitzed on 32% of dropbacks this season. That's the fifth most in the NFL. And they've given up a 95 passer rating allowed. <laughs> That's when not good. Blitzing, which is not very good. <laughs> you better good. stop. <laughs> Dak Prescott this year, just for those wondering on a comparison, Dak Prescott, a career high in completion percentage. A career high in yards per attempt and a career high in passer rating. Oh, and an eight touchdown, one interception ratio against quick passes or so on we, quick passes. So we this welcome year. it. Welcome the blitz. But I think that's you mentioned the chess match between Ron Rivera and Kellen Moore. I think that's even going to be a, a more juicy yeah. side of it too, because if they back off of the blitz, that's going away from what Washington does well. They yeah. would have to, but that, that's kind of the thing is Dallas is inviting that. So Washington's going to be the first one to give there and to back off from the blitz if they have to. Yeah, they, they're smart enough to show blitz and back off. They're, like, they're smart enough to show cover two, two yep. safety high, and it actually be one safety high. You see a lot of adjustments being made. When you look at their cornerbacks, Kendall Fuller, I think, is I guess the one name that I really know and can concentrate on and watching him. Um, He's okay. So, I mean, he's he's you know it's not Revis Island, uh, but he's a guy that you can expose on the outside, and they give more yards than any team in the league to the X receiver, the guy on the outside, and yeah. so. We got some really good X's. We got some guys on the outside that can burn them down. And that's why I'm looking for these matchups to see will they expose themselves on the back half uh, by if Dak goes short, pump fake, and then goes up top on them. So that's when, when the chess game, uh, I just think that there are some really big plays that we can make on the outside. I'm looking to see uh, if we can expose them. I agree. But I think Ron Rivera is uh, – we'll see. I believe that Ron Rivera is a lot smarter than what, what his what his stats are showing. Well, he's continuing to do that. He, they've won four straight for a reason. Absolutely. They started two and six. Absolutely. And he so played Tom Brady just like that. Yes, he did. So, I mean, we will see. We will see. But, I mean, these guys – I think I can, I foresee right if I have my little crystal ball. Oh, I foresee a, you, you, get, you get you get the lottery numbers ball. out of that yeah, yeah, way. No, I wish I need that. <laughs> I foresee a lot of stunts. Our offensive line has struggled with stunts mm. in terms of Dak. In terms of us talking about him not being. Um, not being confident and being able to sit in the pocket, and he's not stepping up for whatever reason in the pocket and finding those seams where he can actually deliver the ball with confidence. I foresee a lot of stunts because it's creating a, 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 a dynamic where it really is like a, a break in the in the link. 
where yeah. these where these already these office alignment are no longer able to work as one unit. Um, and these guys are now creating these gaps by running these stunts. And I can foresee them blitzing, but blitzing one guy. I don't see them doing six, seven, eight man blitzes. I yeah. foresee them doing five men, right? Four man rushing, one linebacker, mm-hmm. and really dropping everybody else out, right? And trying to get hands on guys at the line of scrimmage to not allow them to get down the field. That's if I'm Ron Rivera. That's what I'm doing against Dallas because I said the offensive line they still are not they're not all the way tied in and tapped in yet right so we're seeing issues that they're that they're they're having with stunts so let's go ahead and stun them up right I'm gonna send one extra linebacker because I do want to make sure we get some pressure on them mm-hmm. but I don't want to expose myself too much right so I want to lie I want to I want to heat them up just a little bit but I don't <laughs> I don't want to put my hand on the eye you know yeah. so I, 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 that, if I'm Ron Rivera that's the approach that I'm taking there's with all these weapons, there should be nothing that shuts down Dallas. Let's just get that on the table. Yeah. But that's the that's the approach that I would take. No, that's I mean, hell, that's a hell of an approach, especially for an explosive offense that you're trying to slow down. And if you're going to fool them, dropping everybody out like that, obviously then you're dropping people out in the lanes that Dak is going to be trying to throw into. I think the other side of that is if you do that, I just turn around and hand the ball to Zeke. Yeah, (laughs) but but, but that's that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. As Ron Rivera knows, they're struggling with that. Mm -hmm. And he knows Zeke doesn't have the burst. Zeke's not healthy. Zeke, even when he had lanes last week, wasn't toting that thing the way we know Zeke. He was gimpy. He wants to. His mind saying go, his body's saying no. Yeah. Right? So, and, then, and, then, and then if you know you don't have TP as somebody that can follow that up and, and be that change True of pace indeed. back, right? Now, Ron Rivera's like, we have the advantage. Yeah. We, we know you're wounded. You're a wounded. You're wounded right now. Let me ask you this, man. As being a quarterback, um, and, and then one problem that I've had with this offense, or just the offensive line coach, has been this carousel mm-hmm. that they've been doing. with. All, I don't agree with it. I, I want to talk about that in the third segment. Okay, so can cool. we go ahead and take our yeah. second break? Because I would love to have that conversation because the Cowboys are getting all these weapons back. Dak is back. Ezekiel Elliott's healthy. Amari, or Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Callum, all of these guys on the field for the same time. But are we still okay with that offensive line? That's the biggest question. Going into the break when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. 
Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. That was good. I like it. And the bring and the bring back. Mm, and you brought it right back. Yeah, well let's done. do it. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam, Kyle Yeomans, glad you're with us. Happy to have Rob back tomorrow, but we've got one more segment hey. here on this Thursday. Gentlemen, let's talk about this offensive line. Mm. It's not really the best topic of conversation for the Cowboys this year. It wasn't necessarily last year either, but there's not a ton of confidence up there right now. Mm. So, Ekma, you were asking a question. I want you to go through your question that you were asking a moment ago prior to the break, but ultimately I'm looking at this as why is it a revolving door? Were you kind of right there with it? No, I am. And that's my biggest question is asking the, the quarterback in the room, if you had a situation where you're having to change out your offensive lineman, for you, when you're taking the snap and you're getting a snapshot of where everybody is, it's a trust thing for quarterbacks. Yeah. And if you were having a different guy at the position, like your right tackle is ever-changing, you're already dealing with your left tackle situation and your guard, would that change your mind state from a quarterback position uh, on how you go through your your reads knowing that, hey, the guy that I trusted that was here at first or the guy that I trusted over here, he's not there anymore. Uh, would that change your mind state as a quarterback? I would say no, uh, unless that individual was was constantly giving up pressures. Mm. Now, if that individual, if I have to keep my, you know, if I have to take my eyes from being downfield to now I'm sort of looking at the corner of my eye because I'm, I need to know that this dude may or may not be giving up some pressure, that would change my ability to read the, read the coverage, to be able to step up and diagnose where I need to be able to diagnose and deliver the rock accurately. But Overall, I've, I've had that happen before, and no, because you have so many other things to be worried about. You know, you're thinking about communicating to the offensive line. At that point, I think I would t- you have to turn up your your communication to ensure that everybody's on the same page. Hey, someone's so 55's a mic. Hey, we're throwing, we're going here. We're going Liz, Liz. We're going rip, rip. Whatever it may be, making sure that those guys understand where they're going, so that you know that you've at least given them the proper directions. Yeah. You know, and that you can go about your business. Now, if they fail to do what they need to do, you know, you slap them on the butt, give them a little love, and you know, that's for Coach Philbin to. Take care of which we didn't have last week, right? No, and, and the only reason I ask that is that I, you know, I can only equate, I think, from a defensive standpoint, of just yeah. knowing where everybody's going to be on the field. And if a guy is in there that I'm not familiar with, I haven't played with, that that kind of throws my train of thought mm-hmm. off. Because if I'm going on a blitz or, or through the a gap and, and we're stunting together, I know the rhythm in which we do that, and that may change yeah. from for a quarterback. I couldn't even imagine playing quarterback yeah. because hell, first of all, you got people coming at you, yeah. and then you got to look up the field yeah. at the same. time. Time, but so that's why I asked that question. I think it's changed our offense tremendously uh, by having this uh, revolving door at the at the offensive line position, and I and that's one of the things that I hope I got on. Like I know we were mad at Lael at for the beginning of the season. Yeah, right? I I understand. Right, slap but on the wrist, slap on the wrist, and and maybe you know it's a punishment. I don't know what it is, but at some point we have to agree that Lael is the best option at right tackle. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm hoping that we all see that. We, I mean, in the past, based off of what he's done, for sure. But let's play a little game right here. Okay. I've got a game for you guys. Mm, I need like some game show that. music. <laughs> so this is Guess the Pressure Rate. Oh, yes, Chris Beam. All right. Uh, guess the Pressure Rate. What do you think in terms of in between, let's say, 0 and 5% pressure rate? On Lyle Collins right now this season, how much is he giving up pressures between zero and five percent? Zero and five percent. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's where the number is. So I'm trying to say. So like, like oh. between zero and five, where do you think he's at? I give him two point seven. Two point seven. Okay. I'm gonna go three. A three. <laughs> okay. What about Terrence Steele? Two two. A two two. So you think he's better than than Lyle Collins in that case? Pressure. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to go higher because I already said that I think – well, then, wait a no, minute. I'm wait. Try- I could be backing you up here. You could be, but then I think he's better at the no, – don't count me down. <laughs> I think, think Leo's better at the at run right now than maybe still is at pass. So, okay. let me, that, that may be a problem. So, oh, God, I'm going to go two. Okay. Lyle Collins is giving up a 3.8 pressure rate oh at my. the moment. Damn. 3.8. Oh, damn. Whereas Terrence Steele is at 3.5. Oh, come on. So he's been a little bit better this year. And that's on more snaps, too, because Lyle's okay. played 365 snaps this year. And so Lyle Collins has played 714. So consistency-wise, Terrence Steele is actually, from a statistical standpoint, and I'm not saying the numbers are everything. No. We know that on this no. show. They know that on the other side of the building. Yeah, Numbers are not everything, but the numbers there say that there's a potential. No, I'm going to go, Isaiah, stand back on this one, man. They ain't going to throw the <laughs> statistics out the window because you, you've seen, you've got, you've got a sample size of Steele and what he's done and, and – it's a good problem. Mm. We we feel good sure. about the future mm. of our tackle position because of Terrence Steele. Mm-hmm. I just think that Leo Collins going missing him last year was big. We saw that, but I, I just believe he's so much stronger. And if you're going to establish the run, there are just things that he can do. He can be better in pass protection. That 3.8 is ugly. I didn't know that was what he was. Pretty ugly, yeah. That's ugly. Uh, but he's got to get better in that. If you're Zach Martin, when, when Steele's in there versus when Collins is in there, who do you feel more confident about? Well, Collins. Why? Because of the because continuity? of the past or because of this year? <sighs> I, I'm just hey man. I'm, I'm talking about this year. I'm talking about this year. Regardless, I take this is both of their first years in the league, right? And the only thing you're going off of is what they've shown you this year. Well, come on, no, I know, I know. But this is when we start talking about the culture of the team. Right? Are we gonna base guys based up? Are we gonna judge guys based upon what they've done in the past, or what have you done for me lately? I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna go. It's a what have you done for me lately okay. business. So I'm still. If I'm if I'm Zach Martin, I feel better with Leo Collins. I wonder That's if. True. I wonder if he's. I'm sure this. He's been a part of that conversation, right? He's had to be. Mm. Do you think they would include him in that? It's a thought process for him. I could guarantee you that. I mean, oh, yeah. when he steps to the line of scrimmage, you look over. He's like. We can do this, or we can't do this. I mean, it's like us coming into the studio and not having Rob Phillips. I mean, we're still going to have a fun show, but Rob so Phillips is not—it's not, not the same. Uh-uh. It's not. It, there's a mindset deal with it. It's the same thing with with Zach Martin and the way that he has a guy mm. to. Let's it, right. just say that this offensive line in, to, in totality is struggle. Right? <laughs> yes. Let's go to the Chris Jones game and say, hey, even Zach Martin got some business in the Kansas City do we, game. Do we have to go to the Chris? Jones no, game? no, we got to because we're saying that Jonathan Allen is the smallest size. Of, of that man that gave us tr- trouble in the A-gap. Mm-hmm. We have to return to that. But I think 
the the thing is is that we continue to to pile on the running game and ask how can we get this thing reestablished without giving credence to the fact that we've been having different faces at the offensive line. That's all I'm saying, and I just think that continuity with Zach Martin and Biotish on the right side, I, I feel better about that. See, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me with the I. I'm going to leave that one alone. That's it? All right, that's how we're going to end the show? That's how we're done? It's like the wife keeps buying you fresh pair, fresh packs of draws. You know what I'm saying? Like they just, they're like, they're not, none of them are ever going to get oh, broken going in. back to the draws? Just the draws. Wasn't that a Terrence Steele conversation? Yeah, we talk about Steele, ain't we? <laughs> fresh pair of draws. You, do you want to have the same oh, 14 pairs of draws, or you want to have a fresh rotation of new ones coming, new packs? Well, I think the fresh rotations is the fresh, good. the fresh rotation. I want the I want the ones that are nice and broken in. The, the tight and lightest. We could have said that with shirts. We could have said it. No, with, draws. Everybody can it? relate to draws, oh especially the fellas. You don't want the fresh <laughs> draws. They got this. Anyways, next show. Where's Tommy John? We're, yeah, exactly. We got to get our sponsorship in here. All right, that's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. For Chris Bean, for Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Join us tomorrow. We've got our pickums. We've got Big say it with your chest. Friday, we've got a special guest picker on the way. Lorena will join us tomorrow. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Cowboys. See you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!